2 Corinthians 4.4 talks about Satan blinding minds. Stay with me in this episode as we discuss what that means and who does it apply to. Scripture is not discerned by opinion. You cannot rightly apply the Bible until you first rightly divide the Bible. We do not get to decide what the Bible means. We get to discover what the Bible means. Second Corinthians chapter 4. The question says, please explain 2 Corinthians 4.4. Is it referring to Satan being a god? And since he is not omniscient, how can he harden all unbelievers' hearts? Okay, first part of the answer is this. God is used in reference to Satan or man in different places in the Scripture in the context of being in a place of elevated authority or power. Jesus even said to the Pharisees, are you not gods? In the Old Testament, some lords, masters, what we would say kings, rulers, or whatever, referred to as gods. Why? Because they had power and authority over someone. Not gods in the sense of infinite, supreme being, God, eternal, you know, big God, big G, little G, that kind of thing. But God as in a position of authority. Some kings, rulers, whatever, had the power of authority. I think of, uh, of Nero, uh, or some of the Roman rulers and emperors who had the power to take somebody's life. Jesus, was when he was on trial, remember, uh, Pilate said, do you not know that I have the power? I'm a God. I have the power to take your life or to give it to you. And Jesus said what? <laughs> the only power you have is what God allows you to have. It's not yours. It's his. So in that sense, Satan is referred to it as a god, okay, having power. He is a powerful being, way more powerful than we are. So in that sense. So it's used in, in reference to, to Satan or man in the context of having power and authority. A ruler, not in the sense of deity. That's not in that sense, not in the context. So um, let me, let's go back to 2 Corinthians here and chapter 4. And I want to start, uh, the question actually is focused on verse 4, but I want to start in verse 1. And it says, therefore, since we have this ministry, that's the gospel ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. We have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in the craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But even if our gospel is veiled. Listen as I slow down because we're coming into that verse. Even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. Unbelievers. Whose minds the God of this world has blinded. Unbelievers. Who do not believe. There it is. Lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ the Lord, Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves, your bondservants, for Jesus' sake. For it is God, oh, this is good, don't miss this part. For it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. Now, I know I referred to that earlier, but there it is again. This is the context that it's in. Back to our, how long's a day? 
who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the, of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. From his face shines the light of the gospel. Okay, so the question is, is it referring to Satan being a god, not in the sense of deity? No. And since he's not omniscient, he isn't, how can he harden all unbelievers' hearts? Okay, he does not have access to our hearts, I believe. I believe he has access to uh, the temptations that we are uh, susceptible to. And he knows our weaknesses, and this is how he blinds us. Now, I'm going to go to Scripture to point out what I'm saying. Ephesians 2, 2. In which you once walked, and I know we're jumping in the middle of a flow of context, but it's a long context. In which you once walked, before you were saved, according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. 1 John 5.19, we know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. What is the sway of the wicked one? The snares, the traps, the temptations that are out there in the world. So we're, uh, we're downstairs watching a movie, my wife and I, each evening, and we take some time to pray and, and pick out a movie to watch, and we're sitting there, the movie's over, and we bring the weather up. And I don't know why WJC has a weather icon on there because they don't put the weather on two-thirds of the time. So I end up going to We Are Central, or not We Are Central PA, um, the weather thing, the orange one, the weather channel, whatever it is. We go on there, and here's, here's my point. We go on there, and there's all these pop-up ads. I want to see the weather for tomorrow. That's what I'm looking for. And right up in the top banner, there's a Victoria's Secret thing. Seriously? What in the blazes does that have to do with the weather? Nothing. But there it is. What is that? Lust of the eyes for the flesh. Now, just so you know, there's a little X up there. You can click on that, and then it says, you can, you can report this ad. Report that ad. And then it starts an algorithm where you don't get as many of those. Just so you know that, okay? But so we're sitting there, I'm trying to get the weather. What's that? That's the temptation of the world to blind the mind and the heart to the truth of the gospel. Okay? This is the blinding. This is the tactics. Um, John 12, 31. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler, the God of this world, will be cast out. 2 Timothy 2, 26. And that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken by him to do his will. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. First John. Those are the tactics and the tools of Satan that blind people to the gospel. 1 Peter 5.8 Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. This verse does not say that Satan can harden anyone's heart. The verse is referring to unbelievers' hearts. And when a believer, or an unbeliever, is exposed to the gospel, and they don't want to hear it, and they don't want to see it, and they don't want to accept it, that's a hardening of the heart. When they feel more of attachment to the things of the world, that's what we're talking about here, the hardening of the heart. Now, if I choose, 
If somebody puts something in front of me and I choose to close my eyes, am I literally blind? No. But I, am I in some sense blind because I've closed my eyes? Yes. So if I as an unbeliever choose not to see the gospel, if I put fingers in my ears, when I, when I go to bed at night I put earplugs in because the traffic over in the mall is nuts sometimes, over there doing donuts and everything else through the middle of the night, so I don't want to hear it. So I go deaf to it. I put earplugs in. Okay? Does that mean I'm deaf? No. It means I choose not to hear that. I made a choice. And Satan puts all kinds of temptation. He is the master of temptations of the flesh. How do I know that? Go back to Genesis. That creation story where Satan shows up in the garden. And what does Satan say? Is that really what God said? Doubt his word. Start going blind to what he says. That's the hardening of the heart. We see the first account of a human being's heart going hard against the revelation of God in the garden. Now, here's something we need to understand about Satan. He's powerful. He's very intelligent. But he can't create anything. He just mimics stuff. God is the creator. He just mimics stuff. He tricks and he deceives, and he lures, and he tempts, and he puts those snares and traps and pitfalls. That's why we're told in the New Testament, see that you walk circumspectly. You know what that means? It means literally you're seeing all around you. You literally have eyes in the back of your head. You ever see a close-up picture of some of the spiders that have like, I don't know, dozens of eyes all over their head? It's just like, you look at it and go, Ooh, that is creepy. But that's what we're being told in Scripture. Look everywhere. See everything. Because the temptations are out there. So, Satan uses temptations, tactics, tools, weaknesses of our own flesh to get us to compromise God's standards of purity and morality. And we grow hard, and Scripture says, a calloused heart towards the things of God. So, is this referring to Satan being a god? Not not in the sense of deity. Can he harden all unbelievers? He hardens hearts through temptations, weaknesses, snares, and traps, and pitfalls that are out there. 